Hello, welcome back to the Shaping Little Minds podcast. I am so excited you're here with me. Welcome to our bonus episode this week. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I am Arba. I am an early childhood educator, speaker, and teacher coach. I have the absolute privilege of working one-on-one with teachers and supporting them throughout their journey inside of the classroom where they need the most support and they deserve it. Today's podcast sponsor is my brand new free masterclass, and I am so excited about this. I want you to be there. So if you are the teacher who feel like feels like you barely you're barely surviving, definitely not thriving, you resent the classroom and want to bring change, but you're not sure where to start, you feel like you're missing the foundations of teaching now that you've gotten the classroom of your own, or you just feel like you're drowning in work and can never get your head above water. This masterclass is going to be the place you want to be. You'll go from barely surviving inside the classroom and not knowing how to change things for the better to having the necessary tools to implement change and create a thriving classroom environment. And let me tell you, I give you the tools that I give my one-on-one clients, and this is totally, completely free. So are you in? This all goes down live on February 21st at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Plus, I have some pretty incredible bonuses and a giveaway lined up. So you do not want to miss this. The link is in the description below, and I cannot wait to see you there. Hey there, Adva here. I am so excited to welcome you to the Shaping Little Minds podcast, where we help support and mentor early childhood teachers inside the classroom. This is a place where we dive into classroom management, growth mindset, professional learning, and so much more. I'm an early childhood teacher who saw a huge gap in how early childhood educators were supported inside the classroom. I created this platform in order to help teachers feel more confident, supported, and develop a sense of trust in their teaching. Let's make teaching exciting again. Today's guest is a really great friend of mine. She has been on the podcast before, and I'm thrilled to have her once again. Please help me welcome my good friend, Carla. Carla is an early childhood educator who spent over 15 years in the classroom before starting her journey as an ECE consultant, speaker, and podcaster. And she has some incredible programs coming up that I cannot wait for her to share with you. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you back. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me back. My name is Carla Ward. I'm the owner and founder of Early Learning Foundations, an education company in Ontario, Canada. And I teach early childhood educators how to go from creation to launch on their own podcast. That is so fun. Um, And as a person who's been on Carla's podcast, it's an awesome one. I've listened to it. So if you haven't, go listen. Um, so we're talking about raising our voices as educators. Can you kind of give the audience or the listeners an idea of what that can look like? Absolutely. So we know that early childhood education does not get the respect that it deserves. And early childhood educators are sometimes looked at as, and I hate even saying it, less than a teacher. I mean, I can speak from my own personal experience where somebody has said, yeah, but you're just an ECE. 
And that person is very lucky they weren't standing very close to me, let me tell you. But it really opened my eyes to how our position is seemed as less than worthy, yet we're the ones building the foundation. We know how important those first five years are. And without a strong foundational five years, the rest of it is just done. And I get so, I get my panties in a twist because people are just so disrespectful sometimes to what we do. Like I remember I have a tutoring company as well. And I had a client whose daughter, you know, was struggling in school, but really enjoyed working with children. And I said, well, you know, I said she would make an amazing ECE. And mom said, yeah, but I want her to have a good job, like being a teacher. And I was like, oh, lady. So I whipped around and went, actually, just so you know, I'm an ECE. And it really started me on this crusade to raising early childhood voices because it really, really gets the short end of the stick. And I don't think people know, one, how much we do, how much we honestly put up with and how much we guide not only children but also families that are just starting out as families right like I always say you know parents get handed this sweet little baby there's no manual there's nobody helping them and being like okay here's what you're gonna do when you leave the hospital and you take this baby home Mm -hmm. that's what early child educators do that's what we're trained in we're trained to say to a parent hey I've noticed that we're really struggling to say goodbye at drop-off. Here are some things that might help. Or, you know, creating a parent newsletter with five reasons why your child should not be on an iPad under the age of two because it's affecting their brain development, right? But parents don't know, nor should they, you know? They have their own jobs that they're really good at. They have their own careers that they, you know, study for and went to school for. This is what we went to school for. We went to school to understand brain development. We went to understand child development and what that looks like. So the thing is, is that the only way the world is going to truly understand what we do and how important it is, is if we get louder. Mm. So there's my little rant. And that brings me into something else that I thought about, which is when you were in the classroom, How did you raise your voice? So I certainly do not have a problem with talking in case nobody's figured that part out yet. (laughs) But I started out in the classroom at 19. So I was an early childhood educator, fresh out of college, went at 17, graduated at 19, went right into the classroom. I was so, so lucky. And to this day, I'm still so grateful for my co-teachers because they really gave me the tools But the number one way that I raised my voice was asking questions. Mm. Ask questions. You won't know everything, nor should you expect yourself to know everything. But you also don't want your ego to get in the way. So asking questions to your co-teachers and watching and observing not only the children, but also the co-teachers. And something that, you know, 19-year-old, 20-year-old me maybe didn't know how to do was reserve judgment, right? I had a lot of opinions of a lot of parents back when I was younger. But as I've grown up and learned that parenting and early childhood are not the same, like early childhood education are not the same thing. 
Like parents could not do what we do. And I know some easies that aren't the greatest parents. So like it's, they do their best, right? But they are two completely separate paths. So raising your voice doesn't have to be loud. It doesn't have to be, you know, standing outside parliament and yelling rah, rah, rah. But it could be just sharing your knowledge, asking questions. And even as a new grad, not being afraid to say, this is what I learned in school. Because I can even remember when I was starting out, well, hearing the words, well, this is how we always did it. So I don't disagree necessarily with the system of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. However, if you can do it more efficiently. Do it. Exactly. So if you're a new grad or if you're new to a school, it can be really intimidating to share your ideas But using your voice is so important because it makes you a better educator. It makes your co-teachers better educators and it builds a relationship between you and it builds for a better education system within your program. For sure. For sure. I feel like that was one thing I was missing when I started and the idea of having of raising my own voice and like having my voice be heard was very scary And that brings me into my next point, which is so many teachers are feeling like me where they're like, okay, I want to raise my voice. I have my opinions, but I don't know if I'm good enough to do that, if I have enough experience, if all this imposter syndrome just kind of keeps coming into play where they're afraid to raise their voices. I mean, I know I was. I started this business idea as a blog. And I was so scared that someone from the school that I was working at was going to see it and judge me for it. So like, I can totally relate to the idea of like imposter syndrome to the max. And honestly, we all, I feel like we all still have it. So my question to you is like, when this comes up, this kind of imposter syndrome, what would you say? Do it scared. It's going to be scary. Absolutely. But nothing good ever came out of your comfort zone because you already know what to expect in your comfort zone. You already know what's there. And now, does that mean go toe to toe with your co-teacher because you two don't see eye to eye? Absolutely not. That's not, (laughs) that's not a great way to have a relationship of any kind. Right. But obviously try to look at it from their perspective. And sometimes you're not going to, I don't even like saying this quote unquote, win. Yeah. Right. Sometimes they're not going to take your idea, but that doesn't mean they're never going to take your idea. So that communication piece is there, but that doesn't mean you don't say it anyways, because you're scared that they're not going to listen. I mean, it's the same with starting a podcast, right? It can be very scary to put your voice out there. My podcast is in, I think, over 31 countries and we've had over 35,000 plays. Well, when I first started, the only person listening was my mother. So, and I was perfectly okay with my mom being my only listener because I knew her, but suddenly the numbers started to grow. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this, but I kept showing up every Friday and we're 131 episodes in and we're still doing it. And sometimes I don't feel like doing it. Sometimes I've got a topic that is a little bit scary. Uh, Next week, I'm doing a topic about criminal minds from an ECE perspective Ooh. I don't know how it's going to be perceived, but I'm going to do it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I was, I, my biggest fear when I started my podcast, I just didn't, it wasn't even a fear. I didn't like the way my voice sounded when I was recording. And that was the one thing that was holding me back from starting the podcast in the first place. I was like, no, I don't like it. And then I was like, you know what? I just have to do it. Like I have to do it. And like this year, my biggest thing for my podcast is building like building my podcast, building out my platform, building out my business. Like that's my word. That's actually my word for this year. Like just building. I've had my one-on-one coaching, which has proven successful, has been proven successful. Now I'm building. My podcast has its first podcast sponsor, which is so cool, by the way. That is very cool. Right? Like, and all of this through raising my voice on platforms. And honestly, like, Something that you could think about in terms of raising your voice, um, which just came to my mind, was just having a freaking Instagram platform where you talk and share about teaching. You talk about the hardships. You talk about the good things. You talk about everything in between. 100%. And there's that great saying, like, there's no such thing as bad publicity. And of course, you don't want to be slandered. But the thing is, is we can't be afraid to share our opinions whether it's on social media, whether it's on our podcast, whether it's in a blog, because the thing is, is it becomes this ripple effect. And the only way change is going to happen is with people starting those ripples. Like one person maybe can't make the big difference right away. But if that one person says something and then somebody else repeats it or shares it or, you know, starts seeing that perspective, then that person shares their perspective to somebody else and somebody else, somebody else. And now our voices have elevated exponentially because we have the guts to say what needed to be said. And it doesn't mean we have to say it aggressively or rudely. I mean, I will be the first to say, like, there's many people I've unfollowed on Instagram because they spoke the truth, but I didn't like the way that they said it. They said it in a way that was so unkind. And if you can be anything in this world, we know the saying, if you can be anything, be kind. And I will not tolerate unkindness towards other people. But if you can say something kindly with respect and with your point, then good for you and do it. Do it however you can, where you can, um, because you are you have something to say and you deserve to be heard. Yeah. Um, something I was doing over the summer, like this past summer, was sharing my like hot takes. And it was all based on what I thought about the classroom. It was this hot take of, you know, teaching is just a job. And it, listen, some teachers were like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't show up if I thought teaching was just a job. And I don't mean it in like a, you shouldn't care about it or you shouldn't be passionate about it. I mean, it's a, it's your it's a job that you enjoy doing and that you can come home from afterwards and not worry about. Yes, teaching is a lot of work, but like again, these hot takes I don't think I would have shared had it been five years ago. Like I would never have said I would come out and say teaching is just a job because honestly, five years ago, I was so consumed in teaching. It was my life. Oh, I get it. So I just think, I mean, I feel like we're getting a little off topic, but <laughs> um, but I feel like those kinds of things can elevate your voice. And as you said, the only way to create change 
is to raise that voice. You know, raising your voice and knowing what, how to raise your voice. And it can be in the easiest ways possible, which is like just getting on Instagram and showing up, um, which most people don't find that so scary. Um, but it can be so scary I remember um somebody telling me that I had to start doing stories and showing my face on stories and I was like are you nuts (laughs) and now I I I take a selfie every single morning to say good morning to everybody because I want them to know that I'm here and I'm so comfortable doing it but to get to you know your thousandth picture your thousand story your whatever you have to start with number one right? To get to your 130th podcast episode, you have to start with the first episode, you know? So it's just taking one little step. Don't worry about the end game. Just worry about the next step you have to take in the right direction. Okay. So I have another question actually that I just thought of. And that is, what would you say like the best first step would be to take for teachers, especially if they've never done this before, they're kind of like timid about raising their voice and creating podcasts and whatever. Like what what could that first step be? I mean, for me, my first step, I think, was having a public Instagram. I think that was like the big thing for me. Um, what would that be? What what could what would you tell a teacher to do? So it's not a one size fits all. Um, definitely, I'm definitely plugging something in a second. Um, (laughs) number one is I would honestly say, and the irony is I'm the worst for doing this. And I've learned this from you, like to do it is start with journaling, start writing down your thoughts, start gathering where your passion is. Because what I've come to learn as I work with more and more consulting clients is some people really, really struggle to create a goal. And it could be because, you know, people have laughed at you when you've said, I want to do this or I wish to do this. I mean, I can think of twice in my life where I've quit jobs. The first time um, I overheard my boss say, well, she'll be back within a year. And I swear I succeeded just out of spite. The second time my boss tried to actually buy my business and then had obviously didn't know me very well. She said, well, you know, just in case the business fails. And I started laughing because I was like, well, clearly we don't know each other because that won't happen. (laughs) And so it's starting to journal to find that passion so that when people offer to buy your business in case it fails, makes a comment that you're going to be back in a year, you can go back to those notes and be like, no, because I trust myself. I believe in myself because that's all that matters. It doesn't matter if you share your voice and nobody's listening. It doesn't matter if you share your voice and somebody doesn't agree with you. What matters is that you're sharing your truth. Yes. So to start it, journaling, Instagram, 100%. And it doesn't even have to be you showing your face if you're not ready. Just, you know, almost creating it as an online journal. Today, we worked on Block Play. Block Play did this, this, and this. I always say if you're going to start a public Instagram account for teaching, don't put any of the children from your program, even if you have permission, because as you grow, you're not going to want those pictures there, but take pictures of the activities that you're putting out, take pictures of the provocations and invitations. And then here comes the plug. Everybody is (laughs) come and join me for a free masterclass on podcasting (laughs) 
where I help you make the six key decisions to podcasting. So before you even hit record, there are decisions that you have to make, like your niche, your audience. I'm not going to share the rest because I want you to show up. So <laughs> you can sh- sign up at elfoundations.com slash podcast masterclass. And there are multiple dates to choose from. I'll walk you through how to do it. Because I can honestly and truly say that starting a podcast was the best way for me to elevate my voice. It was also a great way for me to set myself up as an authority in early childhood education. I have managed to book speaking engagements. I've been able to use the podcast almost as a resume when I pitch people because I can say, hey, I'm the host of the Everything EC podcast. If you'd like to give it a listen, it's here. So you get a better idea of who I am. Um, And it's been amazing. And I've met incredible people like Adva and built these relationships. And that's the other piece is find your people. Because like, I am so grateful to have friends like Adva and other educators that I've met on Instagram. We've never met in person. We've only ever met on Instagram and Zoom. And it would never have happened if I hadn't started an Instagram account and commented on, I think it was a post about books and starting a podcast. So there is so much value in raising your voice. And like I said, it doesn't have to be loud. It doesn't have to be obnoxious, but you have something to say. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Yes, go to the masterclass. If you are thinking about starting a podcast, if you are thinking, if you want to learn more about podcasting, go to that masterclass. It'll give you everything you need. But also, I was actually thinking about on the podcasting end of things, I think if someone doesn't want to start a podcast, a good way to to get comfortable with podcasting is to be on podcasts. Yeah. Be a guest. Pitch yourself. Be a guest on a podcast. Get comfortable with being a guest on a podcast and being asked questions and answering those questions. And from there, like if you love it, then why not start your own? And if you you love it but you don't want to start your own, great, fine, perfect, awesome. Um, I was actually just thinking about this because I love being a guest on podcasts. I actually enjoy it more than I enjoy hosting, which is kind of ironic because I host more than I get on a podcast. But like this morning, I was on a podcast today that's coming out in the, I think in the next week or so. And I had so much fun, so much fun. So another way to raise your voice is being a guest on other people's platforms. If you're not willing, if you're not if you don't want to have your own yet, like you're still awesome. getting comfortable. For sure. And the thing is like, yes, we all have similar experiences when it comes to being an early childhood educator, but we all do unique things in our practice that people should know about because it may, you will be amazed at how something so simple to you could really help another educator. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're all different. We all learn differently. We all teach differently. So why not share those um, little successes that you have so that others can learn from you? Absolutely. Well, last thing is where can everybody find you um, so that they can connect with you if they're looking to learn about podcasting and they want to come to this masterclass or which I will put the link in the description 
or if they just want to like follow you and see what you're up to, maybe partake in something else that you have going on. Yeah, absolutely. So Instagram definitely for sure is where I spend most of my time. Um, that sounds so sad. Um, so <laughs> EL foundations. So E for early L for learning foundations, or you can just look up Carla Ward. Um, and same with LinkedIn is I am building up my audience over on LinkedIn and love connecting with people there. Yes. And as Carla said, we have not met in person yet, but it's in the works hopefully soon. Yes. I always love having conversations with Carla. We actually can talk for hours. Most of our conversations end up being at least an hour, if not more. So if you've ever thought about starting a podcast or you want to learn more about what it takes to start a podcast as a teacher, you should absolutely sign up for Carla's masterclass. It is completely free and I will link the masterclass in the description below. As always, thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. If you could share this episode with your teacher friends, leave a review, or just share the episode on Instagram and tag me at Coach for Teachers. I would love to connect with you. Keep learning, growing, and becoming your best teacher self. I am so proud of you. See you next time, teachers.